Good evening, church family. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. We are returning with our third session of Because of Bethlehem. And let me open up with a word of prayer, and we will get right to it this morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, it's because of Bethlehem, O oh God, that we have God with us, that we have the God-man, that we have salvation, that we can be freed from our sins. That is the reason for the season, Jesus Christ. And what a glorious thing that that is. In Jesus we pray. Amen. So, church, just a, a couple of uh, tidbits that I wanted to mention here in this uh, wonderful Advent study. Uh, let me um, pick up with a, with a verse here, and it comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. It says this, While they were in Bethlehem, the time came for Mary to have the baby. And she gave birth to her first son, because there were no rooms left in the inn. She wrapped the baby with pieces of cloth and laid him in a feeding trough. So, uh, Pastor Lakato says, so much is left unsaid in this passage. We know nothing about the innkeeper or the inn or the time of day. What we do know is this. He did not invite them in. There was no vacancy. The census turned sleepy Bethlehem into a boom town. The innkeeper filled every room and closet. He placed someone in every bed, an occupant in every cot. He lined the hallways with mats and rollaways. The place was crowded. But honestly, couldn't he have found one more space? Mary was third trimester pregnant. Wouldn't you find a bed for a mother-to-be? Of course you would, which makes me wonder. Was there another reason Jesus' parents were turned away? And here's just kind of a main focus in this chapter. The innkeeper missed the opportunity. Here it is, and many still do. Many still do. They missed the chance to open the door. <clears throat> they let the birth of Jesus pass them by. The miracle of Bethlehem still happens, though. God enters the hamlets of our lives and speaks to us. He speaks through scriptures, sunsets, the kindness of a friend, or the warning of a medical report. He sings to us through Christmas carols. He calls to us through Christmas sermons. He reaches out through the Christmas story. And Jesus comes not with a list of things for you to do, but with a list of things he has already done and will do. Jesus lifts burdens. He doesn't add to them. But it's too late, you say. Well, no, it isn't. It's never too late for Christ. You were never too old, too messed up, or too worn out. Elisha was depressed. God still came to him. Abraham was old. God still led him. Moses was long retired. God still called him. Jonah was on the run. God still used him. Jacob cheated his family. God still had a place for him. Peter betrayed Christ, and Saul persecuted Christ. Thomas doubted Christ, for each learned that it was not too late for Jesus Christ. You know, it's never too late to come to Christ 
for help, church. Your stack of sins is never too high. Your list of failures is never too long. That knock at the door of your heart. Well, Pastor Licato says, that's Jesus. It's one thing to miss a message from your spouse. But to miss a message from God, that's a mistake that you don't want to make. All you have to do is open the door, church. It's never too late, church. Remember that. It's never, ever too late to come into the glory, the majesty, the mercy, the everlasting love of God. It's never too late for you, for a friend, for a family member, for someone who is just simply seeking. It's never too late. Love it, love it, love it. Let me uh, move on to chapter 6 here. A couple of things that I wanted to mention here uh, in this chapter. Uh, It's entitled, Worship Works Wonders. A couple of things. Number one, it says, Pastor Licato writes, When we make good things the ultimate things, we set ourselves up for disappointment, he writes. We depend on a career or a relationship to give our lives meaning. And what happens when retirement comes or the relationship ends? The list of imposter gods, including sex, food, money, alcohol, success, and influence, just to name a few. In the correct dosage and context, these things can be wonderful gifts from God. But they are dismal substitutes for God. Very important there, okay? So important, let me say it again. In the correct dosage and context, these things can be wonderful gifts from God, but they are dismal substitutes for God. To worship them is to be satisfied, then heartbroken, infatuated, then discouraged, enthralled, then angry. God-centered worship rescues us from bamboozlers, from false gods who never deliver on their promises. Worship does to the soul what a spring rain does to the thirsty field. It soaks down, seeps in, and stirs life. Are you stressed? Absolutely. Worship God. Who could store the universe in his pocket and the oceans in an eyedropper? Are you ashamed? Worship Jesus, whose love never fades. Are you bereaved? Open your heart to your shepherd. He will lead you through the valley of sorrow. Do you feel small? A few moments in front of the throne of your loving king will, in fact, evaporate any sense of insignificance. Worship works wonders. Remember that. Worship works wonders. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? For your own sake, do what the angels did. Make a big deal about the arrival of the King, Jesus Christ. Love that. Let me end with this. Give Jesus the gift the angels gave Him. The gift of praise. Don the robe of grace, soar on wings of faith, and take your place in the heavenly chorus and sing glory to God in the highest. Wow. Worship works 
wonders. Write that down, church. Star that. Highlight that. Worship works wonders. A good place to end for this evening. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, all of us, if we're just speaking honestly, are worshiping something. Maybe it's man-made, maybe it's God-created, Lord. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we're all worshiping what is holy, what is God-given and God-driven and God-anointed. Worship works wonders. I pray in the name of Jesus that we believe that, that we know that, and that we can take that to heart. Guide us and direct us, Lord. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church family, you have a wonderful evening. Remember, worship works wonders. Take care. God bless you.